tuned in to higher frequency. These people don't give shit. <laughs> Good morning, podcast world. Welcome to week three college football extravaganza. I, Robert, you, Jane, he, Davis, and he, Joey, and we are bringing you week three picks before the games. What are you guys looking at today besides Clemson and A&M? If you got any parlays, you're doing anything like that. I know, Joey, you're talking about the UCF. Florida Atlantic game. Um, yeah. Do you have any Davis? Do you have any uh, um, games that are uh, flying below the radar per se? Well, when it comes to a betting standpoint, I was talking about Tulane <laughs> and Auburn. Auburn's favored to win by by seventeen, and I think that would be an easy one to take. You know, Auburn minus seventeen. If you take Auburn, I mean, I think they have a really good chance to win by more than 17 and also the over and under seems to be pretty much in a lot of people's favor I'd take the over in that one as well uh same with uh, another pretty under the radar game I'm actually trying to find it who the hell is Penn State playing Buffalo they're they're uh minus 31 I think I'd want to take that one too with the over 56 on the standpoint that Penn State would probably score 56 points alone yeah, I just picked up my phone and had to text uh, text my bet in because I just saw Syracuse minus one or Syracuse plus one. They're giving Syracuse a point against Maryland. And I had to put some money on that pretty quick. Syracuse is my like last year. I was all in Kentucky. They weren't they weren't giving them any respect on the lines. This year, right now, it seems like Syracuse. Well, you know Maryland. Maryland's Maryland. a very good team this year. Yeah, Maryland. Yeah, I, I think is, Syracuse um, is a really good team this year. Yeah, you got when you have Dino Babers on your sideline. Uh, he was doing – see him doing push-ups last week? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he he's a monster. That guy is a monster. He's, he's like, the, the coolest, like, most energetic coach that you'd want. Uh, but Maryland, they put up some serious points last week. Now, is that going to translate well to Syracuse? I don't know. I think Maryland scored, what, 74 points? Obviously, that's not going to happen against Syracuse. But uh, this will be, be a good game to where – I mean, if Syracuse – Syracuse plus one, I'd probably take that. Actually, I mm, – I'd almost lean more towards Maryland. I don't know. I would go with Maryland. That's a tough one. I would go with Maryland this week. Um, I think Maryland's going to win the game. So, let alone um, spread. But I would just completely disagree with you guys on that. All it has to to be is a field goal. So, you know, that's they're not giving you much there. Yeah, but I think Syracuse is going to win the game outright. So I'll take my point. That's point true. and a half would be better, but if you if you if you're on the Syracuse bandwagon on this one, then yeah, that that does make sense. No, I think Syracuse has a chance to I would be a ten win team. They're I think they're gonna give Clemson all they got too when they play them. So oh, yeah. I think Dino Babers also I think is gonna be go, going to a bigger school after this too. He's gonna be one of those guys getting a big time job. Maybe that's it too. If he can get another eight-win, nine-win season, like a nine-win season would probably get him at Florida State, to be honest. Like, you know, so you guys really, no, no respect. Ten-win, ten-eleven-win season for him. Ten-eleven-win season. I mean, in the ACC, yeah, it's, it's 
definitely in the realm of possibility. Look, oh, yeah. I have respect for Syracuse. I just um, I just saw Maryland play last week, and I I think I think they're a really good team, and I think a lot of people aren't giving them the respect they want. And Maryland uh, snuck up on Texas last year, and we all know how good Texas is this year. And Syracuse, yeah, they're good, but I don't know. This is one one of the more interesting games. Um, at, at your noon start. So if you're sitting home watching college football today, turn that one on. It's on ESPN, so that's going to be nice. Tickets as low as $18. Are you kidding me? That's insanity. Okay. At Maryland. There you go. Okay. Um, Speaking of going to football games, like, even though I do love the luxury of getting free tickets, like free passes going to a game, I do miss that atmosphere of being in the stands, like with your friends and just going – Ape shit crazy anytime something good happens. I do miss that because when you're in the press box, you have to stay completely cool and you can't do anything and you just have to sit there. Yeah, and that drink, and drink your free water. That's annoying. I like to, I like to rile everyone up around me, high five everyone, you know, random strangers and stuff. That's and always, drink, that's always, and drink fun another beer like and that. drink another beer. Yeah. Do you only get, do you get a beer? Do you get one beer? No, you don't. You don't just get you one any beer. beers. Can't drink on the job. You, you can't. No, you can't. You can't drink on the job, which is why uh, we were drinking a decent amount before I had to leave. You know, that's one of the jobs where, if they would let um, commentators drink on the job and you know the press drink on the job, it would just be a lot more entertaining for everyone else. You like know? if you if you allowed a play by play guy like at least two cocktails a quarter. Like two that cocktails is, in this order. This fucking ball again. <laughs> this game <laughs> fucking sucks. Can you imagine Brent Musburger drinking on the job? That would be the best oh. uh, entertainment of all time. And you know he lives in Vegas now, doing like sports, like betting commentary. Like, I've, come on, and he's the guy. Raiders guy. Dude, drink on the job. And, oh, Andy <laughs> is the Raiders radio guy. Forgot about that. But that's when they. But that's like when they go to Las Vegas, right? Or is it now? No, it's now. He was on Hard Knocks interviewing Gruden, so I'm pretty sure it's now. But then too, you just so. then you just have people just like ruining their careers live on television, like. Correct. That would be me. Jesse Palmer fired after taking his dick <laughs> out in the commentator's press box. Hey, we didn't oh, say they're then, blacking out. All right. <laughs> that's where. But that's where Barstool needs to step up. Like Barstool needs to somehow get in the play-by-play game for real. And that's have where it, we need to step up. We might be, might not be able to be there, but we can damn sure get drunk. Oh yeah, we can do play-by-play. Mm-hmm. Well, Barstool I mean, does that, but they don't do play-by-play. They just do a live stream of them watching the game and talking. It's a little but, different, but yeah. We're not going to be as good as Pat McAfee though. Oh, no, Pat, McAfee, awesome. Pat McAfee's great to listen to. He doesn't need to, he doesn't need to get drunk. Like he's a ball of energy. Mm-hmm. He's a yeah. potter. He's on the vitamins anyway. So the vitamins. Yeah. Oh yeah, he is pro vitamins. Yeah, dude. This this slate of games honestly sucks. Besides Clemson and uh, the LSU game. Uh, I'm going to also look at this 12 noon game. I, I don't know. It, you got a good day of football here. If you're, if you're interested in that Maryland Syracuse game, we're talking about, that's a good one. Um, yeah, the West Virginia games, interesting. And, uh, because Missouri dropped one to Wyoming last week and everyone's talking about Missouri possibly going undefeated this year and not being able to make it into a bowl game. Well, dreams ended week Bye. one. They fucking 
blew it to the Cowboys. And yeah. we'll see if uh, West Virginia can put something together without Will Greer and without Dana Holgerson. Well, you know, Will Greer – not Will Greer, I'm sorry. Uh, Austin Kendall, pretty decent quarterback. He transferred out of Oklahoma, now at West Virginia. Like, he's a good quarterback, and now he's starting over there. He can still do a lot at West Virginia, and that's a team – uh, I know with Dana Holgerson, that was a team that would throw like 60 passes a game and put up so many yards. But yet, yet despite putting up so many yards, their defense was god-awful to where they were still losing a couple of games. It's the old, the old Big Ten defense curse or Big 12 defense curse. And they were, also, they were also a victim of teams that would lose to Iowa State. <laughs> Dude, Iowa State might be my favorite Big Ten team or Big 12 team. Iowa State, yeah. They're good for yeah. at least one big upset a year. I will say not this year, though. Um, I am torn between Texas and Oklahoma for who I want to win the Big 12. It, yeah. It's not the Big 12 yet, either. It's it's still – how many big teams 10. are there, 10? It's still a big 10. Teams. Wait, no, it's the Big 12. It's, it's the Big 12, 12 but – Yeah, because they got, they got TCU added, and then they added uh, someone else. So I don't know who – but – but anyway, I think uh, Oklahoma's defense is just so bad. It's like Jalen Hurts did look really good, uh, and if he ends up being really good, I'll take the blame for what I said last podcast. But um, I don't know if Texas's defense is anything decent. He looked very good. Him, so. He looked very good last week. Yeah, it'll be a big proving point uh, today for sure. Oh yeah, big proving point against South Dakota State, right? No, oh, Texas. Yeah. I was talking about Texas's defense. Oh, Texas's defense. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. How are they going to play against a deep, uh, against an LSU offense? But then also, how is how is LSU not LSU? How is Texas's offense going to react to an SEC defense outside of a normal defense that they would face, which is usually shitty? You know, yeah. I I always think LSU is overrated. And um, last year, I guess they dropped the Florida game, which no one likes to talk about. But me as a Gator fan, obviously, I'm going to talk about. The game they dropped to Florida. They, no one cares. Florida caused turnovers, and he got pressure on Joe Burrow, and they got pressure on Joe Burrow. So I think that's what Texas has to do. They got a young defense, which isn't necessarily bad. It's just that they're unproven. They have a somewhat um, good secondary. Got a couple of returning starters there. Um, so if Joe Joe Burrow has time to throw the ball and even run the ball, he's going to do that. And they got to get pressure on them. And same on the opposite side of the ball. Sam Ellinger is a great runner. Some compare him to Tim Tebow. Um, he's the right-handed Tim Tebow. Whatever you want to say, he's a baller. And so I think he's going to try and do whatever he can to find a way to win the game this week. That's huge for Texas. They don't win this. It's bye-bye to the playoffs. You know, you mentioned Oklahoma earlier. I do want to take a quick second to talk about Jalen Hurts in his first game against Houston. Please. Uh, dude, I, that was a damn good game. I couldn't really tell, though. And I, I'm going to give Jalen all the credit in the world. Like, he balled out. He hit passes. He made good runs. I will also say, though, Houston's defense looked just completely gone. Like, it looked like there was no defense there whatsoever. And I don't think it's because they were manhandled by the offensive line. Like, I just think that they were a really shitty defense. And they're on my list of teams who I'm still getting ready to see, like, what they're really made of. Like, Georgia and Alabama. Alabama's playing New Mexico State. Um, Georgia's playing Murray State. Like we said earlier, Oklahoma They got State. Notre Dame next week. South Dakota State. 
or just South Dakota. Um, they, yeah, they do have Notre Dame next week, so that's a good one to look forward to. A lot of these uh, good uh, non-conference Power Five matchups here in the first, you know, first two three weeks. I'm liking it. I'm liking it a lot. It's going to shape the rest of the season. Yeah, I'm interested to see how Jalen Hurts plays the rest of the season. I think he's going to dominate the Big 12, though. Um, like I said, it's going to be Texas. I want to see how he plays against Iowa State because I think they are still a good team. Um, but, yeah, all that matters is what happens in the playoff. You saw with Tua last year. He looked. I mean, he played against better defenses, but he played against, started playing against the best teams, and he was hurt. But I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see. And, of course, after that game against Houston, now uh, one of the favorites for the Heisman is Jalen Hurts. I mean, mm-hmm. can you imagine three Heismans in a row from Oklahoma? All three of them transfer quarterbacks. And also Jalen Hurts, imagine him being in New York with Tua and he beats Tua. Like, it's possible That would be awesome. Although, I, I, again, I'm not getting excited after one week. It was a good start for sure, but I'm going to let the whole season play out. And then, of course, you got the Red River rivalry coming up in a – in about what a month so that uh, let's see how that game goes and we'll see how Jalen pans out the rest of the season I'll get excited for you because (laughs) I am I I don't care if it's week one or if it's week 10 I'm hopping on the Oklahoma bandwagon this year just because of the story that would that would be for Jalen Hurst to transfer and then beat to a to the not, I'm not the Heisman. I don't. I don't think he cares too much about the Heisman. He wants that natty boy, just like a redneck in Southern Alabama. We all want the natty, and I, I don't. I'm not gonna say he's gonna get it just yet, but I'm excited to see that story. I would be rooting for him, um, unless Florida's in the playoff. Yeah. See, I think it's gonna be a little bit different because I think it's. I think if Oklahoma makes it to the playoff, it's gonna be the same story. They're gonna play a team that's got. It's probably better than them all around. They might have a better offense, but they have a not as good quarterback. I don't think Jalen Hurts is as good as Baker Mayfield or Kyler Murray, and those guys couldn't beat the defenses they played or the teams they played in the playoff. I think it's going to be, like I said, the same story again. Third, that's four. I need my coffee. Third time's a charm. They've been there the past okay. two years. <laughs> Look, and, you know, um, they're probably sorry they didn't do it sooner. There it is. But – if they get in the playoff, I see them doing great things. All I know is that if assuming Alabama and Clemson make the playoff again, they got to rig it up to where those two play each other in the semifinal. Like, oh, no can way. I, can I have <laughs> oh. – but then again, it's like if they don't play each other in a semifinal. And I'm only saying that because I'm willing to bet you're going to see either Alabama or Clemson or both in the national championship again. But if you – don't make them play each other in a semifinal. There is still that chance that they both get beaten. So, I, I don't see it happening though because I would like to see it like in that. a semifinal because uh, you might you're not guaranteed the final, right? You know they could lose yeah. to Clemson or but, yeah, oh. but then, to an but then it's like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like every, that's why you need to expand the playoff. You need to be able to put in other teams that just could go on a run at the right time, and then they go on to win. I mean, come on. If the New York football giants can win a Super Bowl with nine wins on the season and beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl, I think we should have something like that in college football. It would be awesome. Yeah. All uh, the expansion. Going back to this LSU-Texas game, uh, 
I uh, I was debate. I was like in the shower this morning debating. Like, I have no idea who's going to win this game. I think it's a complete toss up. And they're giving Texas six plus six points. I like that a lot. I'd probably take that if I was going to bet on it. But um, I don't know. It's just like how good is Sam Ellinger really, and how good is Joe Burrow really? Sam Ellinger obviously has the tougher task going up against LSU's defense, but. I don't know. For some reason, I want to just say, like, it's like a gut feeling at this point. I think Texas is going to win the game. So, where I think are they playing? Ballers. They're playing at Texas. Okay. Taking Texas. I'm, I'm thinking uh, LSU. If, if you're just looking at it on paper, LSU looks like they're going to win the ball game. But Correct. the last time someone counted Texas out, um, Ugo almost got stomped by Bevo. And I was about to say, it's another uh, mascot. Yeah. A rivalry. Yeah. Um, I think a tiger m- might be able to eat Bebo while while the game's going on and like clean him to the bone. But if we're talking about football, I don't know. It's it's to me. I don't want to count Texas out in my heart. I I really like Texas in this game. Um, but the the um the thing that's going to keep this game close is LSU's defense. They have a great defense. And I think that defense is going to be tough for Texas, but I I, I like Texas in this ball game. We're talking about especially at home. LSU has a good defense, but you know, I I witnessed live Felipe Franks toss the ball all over LSU last year, and Grant Delpit, and when they had um, Grady Williams back there too, it, it, you know, DBU DBU, okay. Yeah, just let Felipe. And if Felipe Franks. Franks can do it, anyone can do it. You know what? Give Felipe more respect than that. I'm I'm just saying that for all the shit that people give Felipe, he tossed the ball on what people consider to be one of the best defenses in the country last year and this year, and they still give him shit. Oh, we'll we'll talk about Felipe some other time. But yeah, um, LSU's defense. Could they get rattled by the home crowd? Yeah, I think they can. And I think Sam Ellinger, if, if they were too worried about him throwing the ball, because he's a good thrower, he's going to take off. He's, he's a dual-threat quarterback, and he's going to know what his legs can do. He's going to bow over some of these safeties that are playing up. Just so man up is and a, bow him over. This is uh, going outside of college football. Real quick, guys, breaking news. Antonio Brown says there is no way he is playing for the Raiders. So – the, uh, bitch, the bitch fest continues. That's awesome. I love it. I, I swear, they, why this didn't happen on Hard Knocks is infuriating. We get that team for an entire month, and we don't get any of this right after it's over. He's just hanging out with his kid during Hard Knocks. Yeah, he didn't want to be a or something. It, you know, bring back Ollie Williams. That's all I'm saying if you're the Raiders. He's going to show up to the trainer meeting. I get it. But you're, you're talking about a guy who, who complained about a helmet. He wants yeah. to bring a helmet from the 1980s from another Robert. team for your organization. He's worried about concussions. He wants to make sure his brain's intact for his acting career. And get a newer helmet. Get, get a, <laughs> a safer, newer helmet. And I actually saw someone bring it up, like, he, I, you, y'all remember that hit that Vontae's Burfitt put on him in the playoff game that knocked him out mm. for the next game? Yeah. They said, after this, 
after that happened, everything switched with him. He became the prima donna. It's like, yeah, you, you know, maybe I'd have more of an effect on him than, uh, than he's willing to let on or people know. The process perfect literally knocked the fuck out of him. It's the brain pain, yeah. coach. That was immediate CTE. All right. So, anyways, Antonio Brown, like I had said before, he's a baby back bitch. Now back to college <laughs> football. That affects yeah. – I, uh, just a moment of silence for everyone's fantasy teams who drafted uh, Antonio Brown real quick. And Andrew Luck, too. There's a couple and, people who probably had that combo. And Andrew Luck. Luckily, I did not draft any of them. Me, too. All right. So, this all worked out great. Okay. Um, so, we're talking about LSU, Texas, still. Um, we're talking about practice. We're talking about a lot of stuff. Uh, let's try – if we can to get off the fence on this one and, and kind of take a side, make a stand right now. Oh, I got Texas for sure. Oh, I got Texas. I was waiting on you guys to side because I really wanted to pick Texas. <laughs> Sounds but, like we're all in agreement. But can I, okay, so yeah, I, I like Texas in this game. I don't know about the point spread so much. I think I'd still go Texas with the point spread. But I, I do want to quickly mention, because earlier we were talking about other teams, probably games that we're not going to pay attention so much to. Uh, I do want to point out Michigan Army, that Michigan's favored by 22. Uh, I do like Army to lose by 17 at least. I think that could be a, a little bit closer of a game, although Michigan's going to win the ball game. Army can keep it close, okay? They can score points. They are a good football team. Yeah, I'm taking a – I'm going to take Michigan not covering on that one. Army looked real good um, when I watched them last week. Yeah, I'd for sure – I think Michigan still covers. Army uh, is running that triple option, Joey. Don't you know? Oh, yeah, I do remember. Oh, yeah, don't you know. But I I think it's one of those games that's close early, and then once Michigan starts building a lead, they just score a couple in a row. They probably win by, like, 28. I don't know. My personal feeling. You think Shea Patterson is going to put up 28 point a gap of 28 points? Army's going to score like our boys 14. For our country? Not going to happen. Army's going to cover the spread. Yeah, America. Michigan's not going to cover the spread. Okay. I disagree. America. <laughs> I think Michigan's just really good. I'm just going to go with America on this one. I don't know. Oh. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, I'm yeah. going with Taliban on this one. <laughs> <laughs> In Afghanistan. <laughs> Army at Afghanistan. <laughs> uh, it's funny because... It's true. It's still happening. <laughs> anyway. Right. Florida against UT Martin. Now, that's going to be a really close game. Shit, it just um, might. What... If, no, UT Martin's got a solid defense. If uh, yeah, yeah, you don't know, Jack, shit about UT Martin. <laughs> if any of you guys listening, besides you, three UT Martin fans out there, um, now their quarterback's got a really good completion percentage. Uh, last week he was eight of twenty for 130 yards. <laughs> okay, uh, if this is a crowd, the uh, matchup predictor on ESPN has Florida winning 99.3 percent. <laughs> Versus 0.7 percent. So I really like the receiver Jay Moore. He's got big play potential. He averages 43 yards a catch. 
Uh, their receiver, Chris or C. Dow, uh, averages 39 yards a catch. So watch out. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't even see any stats for UT Martin on my end. Their first I, game. They're just no stats. Their first game, they beat Mississippi Valley, which is an FCS team, uh, by six points. They're undefeated. There you Honestly, go. <laughs> Florida just needs to beat the piss out of UT Martin just so they can feel good about themselves when they go into Kentucky. I'm ready to see Florida open up the playbook a little bit. Uh, Davis and I were wrong on our prediction that we'd get to see Jacob Copeland from Pensacola. Yeah, what the hell, we Dan Mullins? Him. Uh, he's a fast guy. He's very fast. Um, he's big, big upper body, strong man. So I'm ready to see him. I'm ready to see a lot of the guys we didn't get to see during the Miami game, I don't think Florida opened up their full playbook. And I don't think they'll open their playbook up against UT Martin, but I do think they'll get some younger guys in there, get some good experience. It's a night game, which kind of bothers me. I want to watch the LSU-Texas um, game. I don't want to have to sit there and watch um, a nobody uh, game. And I, I might have to record it and watch it later. But, um, but you know, I, does the swamp fill up? At 7.30 for UT Martin? Uh, yeah. I think, I think the students do. I think, the, I think it fills up, but it's going to die out real quick. I, uh, I almost bought tickets to the game. Tickets were about $15 last week when I looked at them. They're probably about $25 now. So there, uh, Vivid Seats has them as low as $13. There you go. So uh, you see this? And you're near the uh, Gainesville area. Hop on Vivid Seats. Not a sponsor. And then, and then go. <laughs> yeah, Vivid Seats, you could be a sponsor. <laughs> or my homie Judy sold them outside the stadium for about $20. And you can, he go can be a sponsor too. Yeah. This podcast <laughs> brought to you by my homie Judy. Yeah, Judy. <laughs> all right. So, whenever y'all, you guys are buzzed from a day of drinking all day, um, and you want to watch that Stanford USC game, who you got in that? 9.30. I'm taking Stanford. Uh, um, USC but, lost their quarterback to a season-ending injury. I think, I, think, yeah. I think Stanford's missing their starting quarterback also. Ooh, battle of the backups. I like it. Oh, man. Yep, Stanford rules out uh, Costello versus uh, USC. So, <laughs> I'm still <laughs> – It's going to be a shit show. <laughs> on this one. Um, yeah, I'm going to take Stanford. Stanford is a primary, yeah. uh, primarily a run first offense anyway. Um, That's a hot take. USC has a good defense though, so we'll see. Uh, it's it's more of a toss up now uh, that you brought Costello's injury to my attention. So I'm You're still going to take Stanford reluctantly. The under of this game is over under is 43. That is crazy low. They're expecting like no points, which makes sense because there's backup quarterbacks. But, you know, USC is favored by three. I guess they're playing at USC. So I'd probably take Stanford and take and bet on Stanford too if I had the chance to. Yeah. Spread I like minus three. USC. Yeah. I, I, a part of me wants to take USC in this one. Also, uh, it's, um, who was his name? Helton? Uh, Todd Helton? Is that his first name? Yeah. Clay Helton. Helton? Clay Helton. Clay Helton, uh, he's, his job is on the line. If they lose this game, there's a pretty good chance he's getting fired. So, I do know that there's that spark there. But 
I, I, I don't know. I, I think I'm going to take USC in this one. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt, although we're going to see different quarterbacks for each team. And I'm just not familiar enough with these teams to be able to really talk about them efficiently. So I, I, I'm, I'm just going to go with USC in this one, and Todd Helton will survive another day. Hmm. You don't think they give him a little leeway because his quarterback got hurt game one? Uh, I mean, I, I think they want wins. And when you have a guy like Urban Meyer out there that you could possibly entice to come back to, a ga- to the game, uh, I, I would imagine they'd want to get rid of him. The real over-under is like one or two years until Urban Meyer's at our USC. I would give him another – I would give him the end of this season and then people are going to go crazy. Yeah. They're going to be like, hey, Urban, you feel better yet? You feel better? You ready to come back to the game? <laughs> How's yeah, that hard? College, college football isn't the same without Urban Meyer, man. It's, it's, just, it's just not. I still – even though a lot of Gator fans resent him – he won two national championships for your school, you know. You got you to gotta like the guy for that, maybe not personally, but as a football coach. Him and Dan Mullen pretty much pioneered the, the spread RPO offense in college football that is used so widely today, you know. It's one of those things where if you don't like Urban Meyer, then think about what would happen if he, Urban Meyer was never around. We'd still be watching I-formation football run up the middle every day. That's all good hard-nosed football, you know. That's what we need. Go Stanford. <laughs> Go Bama. Oh, man. Bama doesn't do this shit anymore. Okay. Um, so got off on a couple of small games and got off on this Texas LSU game. Let's look at the big game. I think it's the big game. It could be the game of the week. I, I'm not sure which one's big. Or Clemson, Texas A&M. Um, either way, you've got a big – if you're uh, in Texas, stay in your house. There, You could get shot. There's a lot of stuff going on today. Um, it's just a big day for Texas and Texas football, all right? Um, it's at Clemson. But last year, you're talking about, uh, I think, Trevor Lawrence's first start um, as, as the starter for Clemson. And he – no, no, no. His first start was against, um, against Syracuse, if I'm not mistaken. So, I think he was splitting reps with Kelly Bryant. But he, last was, year, he was, very he was splitting reps until the Syracuse game. Texas A&M has very tall uh, corners and safeties to match up with Clemson's two high-caliber wide receivers um, and Justin Ross and Higgins. So you got a good matchup um, with your corners against Clemson's wide receivers. Um, The question is, how much has Justin Ross developed? And we all know how good Higgins is. And also the question is, can they keep the run game to a minimum? uh, Travis Etienne had about 205 yards uh, last last game on only 12 touches, so that's absolutely insane. And you're you're not talking about uh, UT Martin; you're talking about Georgia Tech. So in this ball game, I think that this game at 16 and a half spread, I, I would take Texas A&M in this ball game. Now I do have Clemson winning, but I think that this game is going to be a much closer game than what. I think Texas A&M is getting credit for. Uh, Travis Etienne is going to be a complete 
force on the ground. So how is their defense for Texas A&M going to react to that? I mean, they know they're preparing for him. I think that they can limit Travis Etienne, but although I, I still think Travis, I, I still think that Etienne's good for two touchdowns. Now, my big question mark is Trevor Lawrence. He did not play well against Georgia Tech. Then again, Trevor Lawrence prepares for big games. He plays big games. He knows that this game at home, by the way, your home opener, or no, this isn't a home opener. They played last week at home. This game in particular is a big, big, big game for Trevor Lawrence to step up and play because he didn't have a good game last week. I don't think he's going to repeat that. I think he will play better. But I'm also going to go now to the Texas A&M side of the ball. Kellen Mond is a pretty decent quarterback. And with Jimbo Fisher in his second year as head coach, I think that this game is going to be a really fun one to watch. I have Clemson keeping this close, but I'm going to, if it, when it comes to points, I like Texas A&M. I completely agree. Uh, I, I think minus 16 and a half is kind of crazy. I think people forgot what happened last year. I mean, I, of course, Kelly Bryant was the quarterback, so that's the caveat to what happened last year. Um, you're right about Trevor Lawrence. He didn't play well, but he does play well in the uh, biggest stages. But I just think Texas A&M is a really good team. They were good. They improved a lot last year under year one of Jimbo. Year two of Jimbo is going to be – I think they're going to be really good. I think they're going to push for a playoff contention. This is the game that, you know, if they lose, they can still bounce back. Obviously, Alabama too, but they can only lose uh, one of those games. And they got to play Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, I think, too. So, I mean, Texas A&M needs this a lot more than Clemson. I still think Clemson wins. Um, but take the points, man. If you're in bet, take the points. I – I – it's hard for me to say because I think Jimbo Fisher at all time um, has has a has Dabo Sweeney's number, but nope. It, dating back to when Fisher was head coach at Florida State, Sweeney has a slight five to four edge in the series. This is yeah. this is a coaching rivalry um, to me at this point. You're talking about Florida State, Clemson. Now you're talking about Texas A&M, Clemson in the two years that they play. Uh, I, I'm going to hop on with you guys and say 18 points is too much. Um, they're not putting respect six, on it. 16 and I was going to say it's 16, yeah. 16 now, that's still too much. I think the game's close. I think the game's close. Um, at most, it's a seven-point game, and then Clemson gets a turnover and then kicks a field goal to put the game out of reach at the end of the game or or scores a an errant touchdown in the fourth quarter. Yeah, and, uh, so Chad Brilliante, a guy that uh, has the afternoon show for ESPN Pensacola, he was telling me that even though Trevor Lawrence had a bad game last week, they still put up 52 points. Like, they still destroyed him. Well, yeah, that's because they also had an extremely dominant run game, and their defense was good enough to stop a not-great offense like Georgia Tech. So that's like I don't buy that argument that, oh, well, Clemson still destroyed them despite having a bad game by Trevor Lawrence. That should show how good the team is as a whole. It's like, But I'm just saying that from a defensive standpoint, Georgia Tech couldn't stop the run game. Can Texas Tech stop the run – or Texas A&M, I should say, stop the run game and then force Trevor Lawrence to be that good quarterback that we supposedly know him to be? And uh, first off, I had Trevor Lawrence winning the Heisman this year, and right now I'm having a hard time believing it. We have a long way to go. We have a long way to go. There's probably another quarterback or another player out there we're not talking about at all that's probably going to win the Heisman. But well, I, 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 I want to say that this is going to be a better matchup than what we saw against Georgia Tech. Or Georgia, yeah, Georgia. Oh, definitely oh, for sure. a better matchup, especially against the run game. It's just bigger guys up front for Texas A&M, just a better defense and a better offense, too, for that matter. It's going to be 
a good, you're going to see, we're going to get a good idea of how good Clemson is um, this year from this game. And and A&M. Forward. And A&M. We're going to see how good A&M is. I, no one is talking about A&M to, to win the West. I don't think it's out of the, out of the realm of possibility that they could beat Alabama this year. You know, we're, we're talking about a good Jimbo Fisher coach team. And we all know that's dangerous. Yeah. And this so. team is going to be good for years to come, I think, because Jimbo can recruit. I mean, he had a really good recruiting class coming in. Imagine I think they were three. The pre- they were third in the nation in recruiting the previous year. And I think this year they're in the top ten, at least, if not the top five, again. So you're talking about reloading, and that's how you create programs and dynasties. And Jimbo Fisher is already reloading, but they're being quiet about it. And Kellen mm-hmm. Mond is a great quarterback. I think he's. I think he can run and throw all over this Clemson defense, which lost a few uh, defensive linemen to the NFL. Well, the issue with Jimbo's recruiting, what he, his problem at FSU was, he does recruit the like he always has the best classes, but he doesn't always get the best guys, and that's the, was the issue with FSU's locker room. And then he's a hard to work with guy too. Uh, dude, and Kellen Mond, by the way, is a junior, and I don't see him leaving for the NFL. So, imagine yeah. this team with a senior Kellen Mond who has. Three years of starting experience now. Uh, dude, this, this Texas A&M team, I think, next year is going to be a very, very good team, competing well with Alabama, complete, competing well with LSU. I, I think that they can be, next season, a big team to look out for in the West. Also, I say that, and I'm not saying Alabama has proven that they can win without a good quarterback. I mean, two is leaving after this season, odds are. Odds are two is leaving after this season. Like he's going to go top ten in the NFL draft, so you're going to have a new quarterback at Alabama that's not Tua. It's probably going to be the brother of Tua. So uh, is that going to be the same team? We don't know yet, but I do know that with a Kellen Mond led team as a senior next year, with a another recruiting class, including the recruiting class from last season, having a year's worth of experience, this Texas A&M team can be a very good team, but next year. I think they'll be good this year, but I think they're uh, good this, I, this year I, also. I see. Clemson I think they'll, this game. they'll still they'll, they'll lose to Clemson. If they beat Clemson, then watch out for Texas A and M the rest of the year. The uh, yep. Texas A and M schedule is is almost as brutal as South Carolina. Um, a, they play the number one, two, and three teams as of right now. Right, and LSU in the last game at LSU, and they play. Other than that, they play a good Mississippi State team. They're not they're not great. They're good. I'm I'm not willing to call Mississippi State good yet. No. They're also playing Auburn, which is another top ten team. So this schedule's brutal. Hey, uh, maybe I'm I don't know if I'm forgetting something or but isn't Mississippi State like in trouble with the NCAA right now? Yes, they just uh they just got in some academic trouble, I believe. They're doing kind of the same thing that North Carolina was oh. doing a few and years ago. They, they're not they're not going to get postseason banned, but they lose scholarships, right? They lose scholarships. I think that's what it was. I don't want to say because I'm not sure, but I I would think so. Um, but I want to use that as a segue. If we've all made our picks on the Texas A&M Clemson game, I think we're all going with Clemson, but not to cover. Yeah, um, not to cover. Not to cover. Um, so taking the Mississippi State academic things. <laughs> North Carolina's. We got North Carolina and Miami at 8 p.m. tonight. I beat my meat. <laughs> I'm sorry, my phone was going off on my. Every time laptop. I hear that ringtone, I think of Ugly God's song. I yeah. 
I'll be back. All right. What were you saying, Robert? Um, Miami, North Carolina. You got Mac Brown coming off a win and uh, coming off dancing in the locker room against South Carolina, um, which we can get to after this. Um, against a Miami team who fell short of beating a top 10 uh, ranked Florida team in week zero. Yeah, I was wrong. I'll call it I was wrong on that North Carolina State game. I thought it was going to be way the other way, but. North Carolina. Oh, yeah, North Carolina, my bad. Uh, I think Miami's going to take it. Um, I, I'm still not a believer in North Carolina right now. Um, and Miami looked better than I thought they were going to. They had a lot of, like, first-game mistakes, and we'll see if they can get rid of that. Um, but I don't know. They looked a lot better than I thought they were going to. I think North Carolina's still overrated. So How about how about Mac Brown and that little dance he was doing after the South yeah. Carolina game? Uh, yeah. yeah. I'd love to see him on the dance floor at a wedding. I still want to have a heart attack. Mac Brown um, is climbing to be one of my favorite coaches because that dance was just absolutely dripping with swagger. And it was. It was pretty I, clean. Yeah, and the players loved it. He's back in his home in North Carolina. Like it's 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 beautiful whenever a coach goes to his you know, alma mater is, you know, a team he was coaching long. It, that, I like that sort of thing. Like when Mark Rick went to Miami, that was cool, but he just didn't have it in him. So right right here, I think Miami gets the win. I think they're hungry after that loss to Florida. Like you said, Joey, they made some mistakes. But if Miami <coughs> can get pressure on the quarterback, um, because my, Miami's atrocious offensive line, allow 10 sacks against the Gators. Like, you cannot let your quarterback um, get sacked 10 times. Especially a freshman quarterback. Yes, you're not going to win a game if he doesn't have time to do something. Um, I think they hand the ball off to DJ Dallas a lot. Um, I think they get the tight ends a lot more involved. And um, they're going to hit Thomas. Yeah, they're going to hit Thomas um, a couple times on some long bombs. That's what they got to do to beat North Carolina at North Carolina. Um, I don't have much to say about North Carolina. I, they surprised me last week with a win over South Carolina. So Yeah, I think it says more about South Carolina than it does North Carolina. But mm-hmm. South Carolina. It's going to be a rough season for South let's, Carolina. Let's get off the fence real quick. Davis, you got a pick for this Miami-North Carolina game? Uh, yeah, I think I like Miami in this ball game. Okay. This, I like Miami. I, I, wanna, I think Jaron Williams is going to be a decent quarterback. I think so, too. Uh, I think he's a good guy. He, he got beat the hell up by Florida, but I, I think he's a good quarterback. I think he has the opportunity. I think he has the potential. I don't um, think North I, Carolina's defense is near as good as Florida's was. They, I, think I, think, I think Tate Martell is going to bring in his first touchdown catch, his first touchdown reception. At, That'd be something at, to see. And then, uh, yeah, I think I, I think I have them winning this ball game. He's <laughs> smiling over there. I don't know. All right. Um, stretching it out, man. That good. That's like that good morning stretch. Yeah, you, know? you got to get the good morning stretch in. Um, the spread yeah. is uh, minus five and a half for Miami. I think I'd take Miami still. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to take Miami. I think they're going to have a good year despite that early Wait, loss. Where's the game at again? North Carolina. It's in North Carolina. Chapel I'm like looking Hill. on the schedule and I'm trying to find it. Uh, none, none of the teams are top 25, so you'd have to go off the top 25. The over-under is I'm not looking at the top 25. Which is uh, yeah. kind of low. Yeah, I think I still like the under, though. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be real low scoring. Chapel Hill. 
Okay. Um, we use this as a good segue into South Carolina and just to um, kind of just be sad for the whole state of South – well, not the whole state, just South Carolina fans, really. Cause yeah, Clemson, like the, the southern end of the state's pretty happy. Clemson fans are pretty happy. Um, just going forward, uh, you know, today might be your only win for a while. South Carolina has a brutal schedule. And it's un- it's, it's you almost unfair. You lose Jake Bentley, too, in the last – play of the game against North Carolina they kind of had that um that released that quietly and not a lot of people are talking talking about it but you're playing Charleston Southern today I hope you get a win I hope you don't fall like Tennessee did to Georgia State um last week well their quarterback Kalinsky he's a pretty highly recruited quarterback that ended up going to South Carolina he's going to be taking over for the remainder of the season it looks like uh I don't know if it's going to set him up in a good spot, though, because I fear that he's just not going to be a great quarterback right now because it's just not a ideal situation. I, you never know. He could be ready. He's a true freshman. He could be ready to go ahead and step up and ball and help South Carolina compete. Luckily, they have a cupcake matchup today. Luckily. And, and it'll help them out a little if bit. If you win this game, South Carolina, enjoy this win because next week you play <sighs> Alabama. It looks – it's looking like a three-win season for South Carolina. They got this one, they got Appalachian State, and they got Florida. And that's about it. That's all I'm seeing. You're counting Florida as a win for South Carolina? Yeah. That, yeah. All right. <laughs> so ignorant. You're sadly mistaken. Um, I, I There's not a whole lot of room here. I mean, maybe Missouri, um, seeing how they dropped one to Wyoming, they could drop one to a South Carolina. Agreed. Um, Kentucky, Kentucky didn't look that impressive. They could get a win there. That's one, two, three, and we'll. Even if they do, even if they do beat Florida, we'll go four. Oh, I didn't think about Tennessee. Tennessee is a dumpster fire Tennessee right now. Dumpster fire. Oh man. Five. Um, poor Tennessee. Vanderbilt taking on taking on BYU. By the way, like Tennessee's taking on BYU. Like. They're going to lose that game. Dude, like that's, if they can lose to Georgia State pretty bad, like BYU can come in there and do some damage. There are seven games max they could win. I don't think they win all those games. I don't think they win against Florida. I don't think they win against Vanderbilt. I think Vanderbilt is a good team. I think Keyshawn Vaughn is an excellent running back, and if they get him going, it, there's no stopping him. I, I'm not giving up on Kentucky yet this year either. I know they didn't look good last week, but – I I'm still not giving, think they're to be a good I'm team. not giving up on them yet either. Mark Stoops, excellent coach. Is it Mark or Bob? No, it's Mark. Mark. Stoops. Yeah. Mark. Mark. So he's an excellent coach. Um, Terry Wilson's still there. He is a good quarterback. It, I I think if they get the run game going like they had last year with uh, Benny Snell, then they're going to be a good team. They're really good in the trenches still. Still really good in the trenches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, South Carolina's looking rough, guys. Um, Tennessee's right there with them. Looking to get manhandled. Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't think they make a bowl game this year. Yeah. And Tennessee, I, I have a tough time believing it. And Tennessee, oh, you think they would fire their head coach after two seasons if they did bad this year, or would they give him one more year? I oh think, man, I think you got to give him, give him five more years at least. What? <laughs> Five more years of just mediocre football, just, maybe. Just sitting there in the SEC East, you know, one of the one of the all all time, you know, tradition 
programs, you know, you're looking back, Peyton Manning in Tennessee in the 90s, the Florida game, between Florida, Florida State, Miami, and Tennessee, depending on who all won those games, you, you're talking about the national championship in the, in the, in the mid to um, late 90s. So Yeah, I don't think Jeremy Pruitt's got it as a head coach. I think Jeremy Pruitt's a really good defensive coordinator. But, I, you know, I personally, I just don't think it's going to work out. He's going to be gone at the end of the season. By the end of the season? Yeah. What about Will Muschamp, since we're talking about coaches? Do you think, um, do you think he's, like, talking to the athletic director, like, come on, my quarterback's out for the season now. And Like, we have a really shitty schedule. And have you seen our schedule? <laughs> Like, I, do you make that play? Because it seems like during the North Carolina game, that was a winnable game to me. And it, I feel like Will Muschamp, whenever it comes to the offensive side, he just kind of gets into his own way, you know? I feel like every coach in South Carolina kind of has a lifetime contract. So I'm basing that off of Steve Spurrier only. But so, no, Will Muschamp's safe. Lou Holtz. Lou Holtz was there before Steve Spurrier. Yeah, see, all lifetime contracts, so he'll be fine. I think he'll be fine, too. I think uh, he gets a pass this year. They're, they have the toughest schedule in the nation, and that's just a rough roll of dice. Mm-hmm. Um, Tennessee plays BYU tonight. Um, I'm taking BYU. So oh, yeah. I, I, I'm favoring BYU in this one, but you know what? I'm going to go ahead and give this one to Tennessee. They're staying at home. They're selling alcohol at the stadium now. So maybe, maybe maybe this will be good for the fans. Didn't work out so well for FSU last or last week, so <laughs> the alcohol thing. Not so much. I think they got a little too drunk before the game. <laughs> uh, they got Tennessee seventy-two, uh, pretty much seventy-three percent favorite here. Tennessee minus three and a half. It, you look at the two matchups previously. BY lost to a good Utah team, and the game was close. Uh, there for a little bit up until a terrible throw by their quarterback for a pick six. Um, I I can't imagine Tennessee winning this game right now. I'm with you. Okay, I'm going to go with Tennessee. I'll be the one guy that's going to believe in Tennessee today. Also and, because one of, one of my good friends is a Tennessee fan, and I'm fearing for his life. So I, <laughs> I, for his sake – for his sake, I just want Tennessee to win so I could see him happy once. If they don't, just give him a call after the game. Make sure he's all right. Because uh, I'm pretty sure Tennessee you. fans are just watching this game with a shotgun right next to him. <laughs> like, I, it, it's, it's loaded. Just <laughs> what are they going to do with it? It's like, I'm thinking yeah. about blowing yeah, my Jeremy Pruitt's too worried about the co-eds at Tennessee to uh, worry about the football game. So. Ooh. <laughs> all right. All right. they're 18. All right, gang. I, I'm going to make a few big picks here, but then I got to go okay. for a radio show. Um, the radio. First, uh, I'm going to go out of college football again. Here I am breaking the rules twice. And I'm going to talk about the Kansas City-Jacksonville Jaguars game. The only reason why I bring that game up is because I was on Golik and Wingo yesterday and made that bold prediction. And I got kind of roasted for it. So I need Kansas City to win. Just going to go ahead and throw that one out there. Kansas City has to win tomorrow. Otherwise, uh, the roasting that I took by Gullick and Wingo, it w- would have been well-deserved. But I need to prove them wrong. So they're, they're – because everyone's hopping on the Jacksonville bandwagon this year because Nick Foles is there, right? Right. Um, 
That's ridiculous. Kansas City, Kansas City still has Pat Mahomes. Kansas City still has um, – And they have a, a newly re-signed Tyreek Hill. And, and newly acquitted. And they have um, LaShawn McCoy as a weapon in the back pocket. I, I'm, not oh, saying, right. I'm not saying LaShawn McCoy is doing anything great this year, but he's on my fans. I don't think, I don't think he will. Pick him for a reason. Look, he's still a weapon. I don't care who you are. He's LaShawn I think, McCoy. I, I think he is well outside of his prime. I think t- I think uh, Jacksonville is not going to be that great this year. Nick Foles was can play very well in one offense. I, I the fact that they roasted you for picking Kansas City tells me what I need to think about them. Yeah, even Stugatz, man, Stugatz roasted me. And it was an honor. That was such an honor. But anyways, uh, yeah. So that's my. NFL. I just want to go ahead and make that NFL pick, even though this is a college football show. But now, some more picks in college football as I try and pull up my schedule. Uh, so, yeah, Clemson beating Texas A&M, but I like Texas A&M to cover. Uh, so, Maryland and Syracuse is probably the one, one of the more intriguing match, matchups. I like Maryland at home. Maryland at home. Uh, I have Michigan winning against Army, but I have Army covering. Ohio State is going to be taking on Cincinnati. Now, that is not necessarily a great matchup, but Cincinnati was undefeated for a while last season. Uh, so, this, this could be a tough matchup for Ohio State, but it's at the horseshoe. I have Ohio State winning. Uh, let's see, going down the list. West Virginia, Missouri. I have I have West Virginia winning that ball game. West Virginia is a really talented team this year, I think. Uh, keep an eye out for Utah over Northern Illinois. I have Utah winning, but Utah could be a really good team throughout the rest of the season. Uh, Wisconsin over Central Michigan. I got Wisconsin. Uh, Nebraska and Colorado. So Nebraska gets way too much respect still, I think, for being ranked number 25 in the nation, but they're at Colorado. And Colorado is a decent team. They are a decent uh, team. And also, tickets tickets are running as low. Is it, tickets are as low as $184. What the hell? <laughs> People are ready for football. That is, that is expensive. That is some expensive Big Ten football. Well, you got to uh, think it's in Colorado, so everyone's just high. Wait, and so they're and like, ah, oh, just, just – This sounds like a good, sounds like gonna, good price. They're just going to go buy weed. Just give me $184, bro. I just need some this, weed, huh? This used to be a really big rivalry. Like, I think it still is considered a rivalry. Yeah, it's Nebraska, the old Big 12 rivalry right here. Yeah, or like Big 8. That was the old Big 8 rivalry. Remember that? Oh, so uh, I, um, no. I'm going to I'm going to give Nebraska respect here. Nebraska and Scott Frost. I'm going to go with Nebraska beating Colorado. And if they can beat Colorado at Colorado, where tickets are as low as one hundred and eighty four dollars, uh, I will give Nebraska more respect. I, I, real quick, Davis, I want you to hop off the fence on this Vanderbilt Purdue game because it's a hard game to pick. It's at Purdue. Uh, I have Purdue, although Purdue looked awful last week, but I have Purdue. You were with. The majority of people, the slight majority of 54, um, at 55%, we'll call it. Um, I'm going to go Vanderbilt here. I'm going to go Vanderbilt. Oh, I, you got shellacked in the first week by Georgia. I, I have no interest in this game. Yeah, <laughs> Another game I really don't have interest in, but I, I, I'm keeping an eye on Washington this year. Like Washington, I think, can be a – Pretty decent team this year. I'm not. I think the Pac-12 is just going to beat itself again. Um, I, I see Oregon getting better um, after that Auburn loss. I see them pretty much taking it. Yeah, well, now I think it's between Washington and Utah for the playoffs and the Pac-12 is going to get in. So, uh, Oregon, I think, is out. With I think any Pac-12 team with one loss is probably out of the playoffs. So. 
Let's see. I think Utah's a slight favorite, though. That's a good point. Um, my girlfriend, my State. girlfriend is here, and she wants me to talk about the Washington State Northern Colorado game. My guy, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and take Washington State in this one. Is uh, <laughs> is Garner Minshew still at? No, he's not. He's no, not. he's in Jacksonville actually. Okay. But you know who is still there? Mike, Mike Leach. Leach. Mike Leach is Mike still Leach. there. All-time Mike favorite Leach. coach of this podcast, kind of. Yeah, like he's like the uh, he's like the head coach of the college football extravaganza. Yeah, yeah, he is absolutely. I want to take that class that he teaches so badly. Yeah, what is it again? Like the philosophy class or something? Yeah, it's compared football and warfare. Oh wow! Yeah, it's uh, there are some clips on it on ESPN last week. It is phenomenal. It's it's. Looking like a blowout. Tell her we think the Cougs got this one in the bag. They say the Cougs have got this one in the bag. I love Cougars. All right. Any other games that I'm missing? Uh, Mississippi State over Southern Miss. No, uh, uh, I do I do want to get your take on um, Jonathan Taylor of Wisconsin. We, we brushed over the Wisconsin game in your picks real quick, but we were talking about Heisman contenders early, and I think – um, as much as he shouldn't be a sleeper, um, he's, he's put up better numbers than Herschel Walker in his first two years. So Yeah, and they've, they've already compared him to Saquon Barkley. This guy is a monster. I think Wisconsin has a chance to make the playoff this year if they can get past Ohio State and Michigan. So it's a, it's a tough haul. Maybe, maybe Michigan. Uh, I don't know about Ohio State. Ohio State. We'll see. We'll see. Ohio State's usually good for one upset a year. Like they, like, they will lose to a team they shouldn't lose to at least once a year. Well, we could see they have a bye um, after this week, and then we get to see Michigan versus Wisconsin. That'll be a good gauge for the whole Big Ten. You know? Yeah, Wisconsin's one of the teams. That ob- it's an obvious statement, but they have to have that big-time running back to be very good, and they got the guy. I think he's the best one they've had in a long time. So. I think Wisconsin's a team to watch out for. I agree. Um, we can just we can just um, all try and cut it short here. I got a a um, revenge game upset. Still, I think Old Dominion goes into Virginia Tech and continues their streak of their dominance. Their <laughs> dominance over the Virginia Tech Hokies. Yeah, that's going to be my my upset of the week, right there. I think that's probably your stupidest pick of the week as well. It is. It is a very stupid pick. But if I got to pick, if I got to pick a, an upset, I'm rooting for the old Dominion Monarchs. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm going Murray State over Georgia. Um, Murray State's got a solid defense. Um, so. All right. All right. Look, 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 look. <laughs> <laughs> Not out of the realm of possibility Old Dominion beats Virginia Tech. It happened last True. year, one year ago. Almost one year ago today, I would say. Okay, if I had to pick an upset, if I'm going down my list and looking at a possible upset, which I don't even – God, I'm not even, like, familiar enough with these teams to really be able to say, oh, yeah, this is going to happen because of this. Uh, so, I really – I'm just shooting my shot. That's what I just did, but I mean, it's not a shot to be. It's not a shot to be shot, really. All right, I'm sliding into Cincinnati's DMs, and I'm picking Cincinnati over Ohio State. Oh bullshit! You know what? You know what? 
Ohio State sometimes slips up. It's early in the season. Cincinnati's got a good football team. My girlfriend goes to Cincinnati. They could win the ball game. Yeah, she goes to another school. Is that what you're saying? Ooh. Okay, I got one. I got one. I like Arkansas over Ole Miss. Okay. That's no, an, that would be an upset. Only because – and Ole Miss really isn't much to, like, wag your tail about. But Arkansas was super bad last year. But going into uh, Vaught-Hemingway Stadium, uh, I, I want to see if Arkansas can pull up the upset. And then we'll see how bad Ole Miss really is. All right. I think that's it for this week, guys. There's not much else we can talk about. Good job waking up early. Um, I can't believe I did that. Good job, good job. Getting off the fence on all these. Um, if we didn't hit on Auburn, I think all of us have Auburn beating Tulane. It gets uh, Tulane got solid respect. defense. I think you said Tulane's going to cover um, the spread right um, that they have. Yeah, I think. Uh, it's only 17. Anyway. Yep. I'm looking forward to this LSU game. I'm looking forward to the Texas A&M game. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing the Gators whoop up on UT Martin. I hope FSU, for the sake of college football, beats Louisiana Monroe. We don't talk about that team. Today. All right, boys. I'm going to get going. I got to shower real quick. And then Adios. On to another show you go. And if you're listening, follow us on Facebook. Uh, donate to the Patreon. We're all starving. Um, uh, people, I'm starving law student. He's a starving worker. He's a starving worker. We all need our food. Um, Higher Frequency Podcast Network on most of the social media, on SoundCloud. You can follow us on Spotify, iTunes, all that jazz. And you can listen to the newest episode of Luchadors of Liberty also, uh, which came out last night. Check. Any plugs? Any plugs? Any plugs? Check out Sports Call with Davis and Justin, ESPN Pensacola, 13.30 a.m., 99.1 FM. You can also listen I'm to Joey, it. so bye. Joey has nasty feet. That's what you need to know. <laughs> All right. Boys, I'm getting out of here. Adios. Go Gators. Go Gators. Go Gators. Oh, 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 oh. got to stop recording. There we go. And.